Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello, welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast, coming at you without a podcast microphone still. Uh, So I've taken a little break on recording episodes, but I have been developing some content as usual, working a lot on my program that is coming up. And one thing that I was thinking of was the idea of what causes nervous system dysregulation to happen. And this is something that I talk about all the time. Okay, regulating the nervous system and bringing the nervous system into regulation. And man, it seems like everyone these days is also talking about nervous system dysregulation, which overall is a really great thing because it's bringing more awareness to this really important part of our body and our being that essentially controls the way that we interact with the world and how we feel about ourselves in the world and kind of dictates our internal and external experience. But I think sometimes it may not be totally clear what dysregulation is or what truly causes it. Now, I have already spoken to this in past podcast episodes, especially episode eight on Nervous System 101. I do speak to what is nervous system dysregulation, or if you've looked at some of my content on Instagram or TikTok or gotten a copy of my free guide, I do speak to nervous system dysregulation, but I thought it would be really helpful to have a podcast episode that spoke to this very specifically in case somebody wasn't totally clear or if there's ever a time you might just like need that reminder and that clarity on the most common causes of dysregulation. So when we look at a healthy response in the nervous system, in the autonomic nervous system, we're going to have an ongoing cycle of charge and discharge. So say we're in our ventral vagal state, That's where we're going to feel safe and connected and able to be social. We're going to feel our most grounded and at ease and present. And hopefully we're spending a lot of time in that state throughout our day. But things are going to come up that call us to go into the sympathetic, our fight or flight response, right? And this could be a lot of things like play, where we're actually having a bit of a blended state of ventral vagal and sympathetic, right? A little bit of that sympathetic energy to engage in play, in sports, in sex, 
you know, kind of these really positive things in our life. And we'll engage in some of that sympathetic energy to be at work and meet deadlines if we need to give presentations or have meetings or give speeches if we do any sort of performing often we'll be in that sympathetic energy in just our day-to-day tasks like driving around and doing errands can bring us into that energy if we have kids to take care of um, if we feel really busy and go through kind of daily stressors we'll engage in some more of that sympathetic activity and this is healthy this is what's supposed to happen we kind of cycle this nice wave between a ventral vagal state and the more sympathetic energy now there's also the dorsal vagal which in general when that's in a low tone that's actually engaging with our rest and digest state of our nervous system, which, as we know, is really important for our optimal digestion mm-hmm. and just optimal rest and recovery overall. So we also will experience states of stillness, whether it's like in going to sleep or in meditation that engages some of that dorsal vagal. So we're also going into that state in really healthy ways too in our day-to-day life. Now, of course, what can happen here is that our system stays in one of these states for too long. And this is where we start to see dysregulation. So that's one example of dysregulation. Often if we stay in the sympathetic fight or flight state for too long or we get into a state of the dorsal vagal where it gets into a high tone and that's getting into more of a shutdown state where we're going into that immobilization response. There can also be a blend between the sympathetic and the dorsal vagal called freeze. That's going to be the experience where you feel frozen like a deer in headlights, but you have like your heart beating fast. Like you want to take action, but you feel like you can't. Those are going to be states where we're going to be feeling more dysregulation. That's one example. The other example of dysregulation is when our system does not respond appropriately to an experience. So if there was something happening where we needed to take quick action, say there's a car coming, swerving into your lane, and we went into a freeze response or a state of shutdown, that would be dysregulated because in that moment we need to go into fight or flight and take quick action to get out of the way. So that's where we can also see dysregulation, where our nervous system is not really responding appropriately to the experience at hand or to the threat or the stress that's at hand. So our body, our nervous system will support us by putting us in that optimal state to address and deal with what's happening in our life. And we can often experience dysregulation as feeling like an overreaction to something or an overwhelmed sensation by something or just feeling like we can't deal and we're just going to shut down. That's kind of like a general way to describe it. And 
as I pointed out, in all these states, there's really positive things, and there can be really positive things about engaging in each of these states. So we're just looking at, is it the appropriate response, and am I able to move out of this state, or am I feeling stuck here? What is it that causes that to happen, that causes dysregulation to happen? Well, most typically, chronic stress or traumatic stress is going to cause dysregulation to happen. So this means that in chronic stress, there is a internal or external response to a stressor that happens over a long period of time or it's happening consistently, you know, every day for a while. And this could be that we're in an environment that's not safe, that we're in a relationship that causes us stress, or we have a work situation that causes us stress. We don't like our job. Maybe we have financial stress. There could be a lot of things that are a consistent stressor in our day-to-day life. There could be something going on in our body that's like physical inflammation or an imbalance in the gut that could be causing a level of chronic stress in the body. There could be an emotion that we're feeling or kind of a mental state that we're in that's causing a level of stress. Maybe we're more uh, easily overwhelmed or anxious and we just tend to feel stress more easily or we're a highly sensitive person and we can feel stress more easily. Sometimes stress has been passed down to us uh, when we are in our mother's womb. The mother's state of stress and anxiety can impact us and actually influence our vagal tone of our vagus nerve. And we can inherit that just as we can inherit intergenerational trauma. So if our mother was chronically stressed or our father, or other people in our family, we could actually inherit that disposition to be in a state of chronic stress. And what's happening here is typically our sympathetic nervous system is overactivated, and we're staying in that fight-or-flight state for too long, or too much of the day, and we're having a really hard time to come out of that and bring more regulation in. And we might do this in really simple ways where we just, we work too much. We're like, oh, I just got to get one more thing done. We spend a lot of time on the screen. We're obsessed with our to-do list. We um, are tending to be a perfectionist and wanting to make sure everything is neat and in order. We're feeling like we need to always be doing and going. We burn ourselves out. That might also show up in that way. And so usually we're going to be feeling some level of sympathetic overactivation where we're staying in that fight or flight for too long and we're not bringing in enough regulation uh, into our ventral vagal state. And again, this could have been something that was developed in us at a young age that we may not even know different. We might not even know that we're stressed because we're so used to that state of chronic stress. So that's a little bit about the chronic stress piece. And then traumatic stress, of course, is about trauma. And if we've gone through trauma that has impacted our nervous system, and just a reminder, trauma is not necessarily in the event of what happened. It's more about how our nervous system responded to it. And, you know, two people could go through 
something traumatic and one person may feel that they're impacted from that trauma and one person may not depending on how their nervous system responded to it given their predisposition to certain nervous system states, their own history, and what happened for them during and after that traumatic event. So if someone wasn't able to discharge the energy, like especially if they went into a shutdown response, if they weren't able to complete a you know, survival response like fight or flee, then it can kind of stay stuck in the nervous system. Or sometimes if we don't have a person there to connect with, like an empathetic, you know, connection, um, person to co-regulate with after an event, that can also lead to something being more traumatic for someone. Because I know that sometimes people think, well, I don't have any big, big traumas. And again, there's such a variety of what's traumatic to people. And of course, there's what we call the big T traumas that a lot of us know about. Like being in war, being in an accident, being raped or sexually assaulted, being abandoned or neglected or abused. Um, those sorts of things we all think of as you know these big t traumas but there's also a lot of small t traumas uh those could be things like divorce or someone in your family being sick and um being left out or being bullied um different things like that but there's a lot in there that is around attachment wounding a lot of people experience trauma from the point of childhood where they didn't get something they needed from their primary caregivers or they were teased about something this one time that stuck with them or they felt left out by their peers. And a lot of our traumatic wounds tend to fall back to childhood where our parents, our primary caregivers, were unable to meet all of our needs. And as children, the world revolves around us. We are narcissistic. Our, like, really, the view is through our own lens of, well, everything that happens to me is because of me. We don't know any better until we develop more of that part of our brain and consciousness and we're so dependent on co-regulation that trauma can be in having a parent who wasn't emotionally available or who was stressed out all the time or who wasn't there in the way we needed them, you know, to more severe things that can happen with our caregivers. So traumatic stress can also be chronic. We might have had trauma that happened chronically or it could be more of like a one-time experience. But all of us, all of us experience some level of trauma. And this is one of the things that can come in and disorganize things in our nervous system the most. And break through our boundaries and leave us feeling like we're unable to feel safe or to flow and be with experiences as they unfold. And what's happening is that our nervous system is still responding to this stress or this threat that happened in the past as if it's still happening now. 
because it didn't get to discharge or complete a survival response or get that level of connection and co-regulation with a empathetic person. And that's often where we see the dysregulation happening. Often something happened too fast, too soon, or was too overwhelming, or someone wasn't there that needed to be there. Now, are there other things that can cause dysregulation? Of course, I think our day-to-day stressors, like if you have a particularly stressful day and it was just super busy and you were really in that sympathetic state all day, you can notice yourself sometimes just shutting down and feeling burnt out and going into like a dorsal vagal shutdown. I think that's really common. I think our modern world is sympathetically stressed and it causes a lot of us to feel overwhelmed in our sympathetic And then we end up just having a ton of anxiety and we can't sleep at night and whatever kind of comes from that. Or we are too overwhelmed in the fight or flight. And what happens when we're too overwhelmed in that state? Well, then we go into the dorsal bagel shutdown and that's where we just feel burnt out, exhausted. We just want to veg out in front of the TV and we might even get to a point of feeling depressed and apathetic and hopeless. And so these day-to-day things, these day-to-day stressors and our modern world and culture and depending on where you live, what might be going on societally and in your politics, it can all be really overwhelming to our systems. We also have so much technology and with social media these days, we can spend a lot of time with these things and have information overload that can cause us to start feeling dysregulated. We might just spend too much time on the screen or take in too much information and suddenly now we're feeling anxiety or overwhelm or we can even go into a shutdown. You know, this could even also be from um, like overtraining and overworking our body and putting a lot of physical stress on the body or under eating, not eating enough or not eating well in a way that nourishes our body. And that can cause physical stress that begins to bring dysregulation to the nervous system. You know, we kind of think of stress overall as I, I think of the stress bucket and all the things that can add stress to the bucket called our allostatic load, right? And that's just like the load of stress that happens over a day or over time that can start to cause dysregulation and some of the symptoms that we have. So, you know, that can be things to not sleeping well, not eating well, not moving our body enough or over-exercising our body um, to like not drinking enough water, feeling like we're having strains in relationships or not feeling connected or feeling lonely uh, up to, you know, chronic stress or acute stress in our day-to-day life, any past trauma or current traumatic stress that we may be dealing with. All of these things are adding to this bucket. And then if any other things come up like financial stress or work stress or things not going as planned or someone breaking into your car or whatever it may be, it all adds to the bucket and that can cause dysregulation to happen. 
So there's definitely things that could just come up in the day-to-day life, but most of our nervous system responses have been programmed since childhood. And if we experience chronic stress as children, our nervous system likely has a hard time going into the rest and digest state of the low tone dorsal vagal or the ventral vagal state where we feel safe and able to really be in touch with our creativity and connect with other people. And this can make it feel like our nervous system is programmed in this way and we might be very sensitive to the day-to-day stressors more so than other people who maybe haven't had the same kind of nervous system responses programmed in their body. So, you know, part of this too is we've learned ways to keep ourselves safe, especially as children, and these ways are trying to protect us, but they can also lead us into dysregulation. Um, For example, like for me, I feel like one of the ways I learned to keep myself safe was by... um, thinking like overthinking and and doing and that developed in me as having obsessive compulsive thinking and feeling like I always had to do 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 and go 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 and developing FOMO and and indecision and I see that as like oh that was a protective mechanism I learned to help me feel safe given you know my environment and the chronic and traumatic stress that I was carrying and also I'm a highly sensitive person and have always been since I was little so I think there was a way to navigate that through these modalities and what we end up discovering as a way to protect ourselves will be unique to us and and different there isn't really a specific line between something that happens to someone and exactly the same protective mechanisms that they'll develop Um, But we can start to understand these protective mechanisms and where they started. And that can give us clues into how to best support our nervous system. So I hope that gives you a really clear understanding of what does cause dysregulation and seeing how it can be such a normal day-to-day thing. But it is often also programmed into us over a long period of time. And we're kind of navigating both things. So this is where having tools to bring yourself into regulation in your day-to-day life, because just being a human is stressful. And a lot of the things that we deal with every day are stressful and dysregulating. Like having those tools in your back pocket to use are extremely important and helpful But then also noticing if there is chronic and traumatic stress that you have that you suspect is contributing to your symptoms or to nervous system dysregulation. And that's where working with someone trained in that realm of working with the nervous system and trauma is really helpful for moving out some of those deeper things that can like as I said, be programmed in us and cause some of these more automatic responses or cause that, you know, obsessive thinking we've had all our life or the digestive issues we've had all our life. So it's really being able to have the tools that you use in your day to day, but also have an, a place that you can do some deeper work to move and process some of these things. 
So that is the pathway forward. Uh, I'm really excited to announce that I have just created and released a quiz that helps you figure out what your dominant nervous system state is and connects it to the physical, mental, emotional, and digestive symptoms you're likely to be experiencing in that state. And then I provide a video and tools that you can use to move out of that state. So if it is the state that you tend to spend more time in in your day-to-day, this quiz will give you the tools to move out of it and help you have a deeper understanding about what's going on in that state and how it is likely contributing to your digestive struggles and any struggles you might be having with your mental well-being. So if you're interested to find out about that, you can go to the link in the show notes. I'm really excited to offer this because it's a little more personalized to you and what's going on instead of general nervous system information, which is really helpful to understand in the big picture of things. And I do explain that in the results, but this way you can see where you are spending most of your time in your day-to-day and that's really important information for beginning to shift that and bring more regulation and feel better feel better in your body and in your gut so hop on down to the show notes to take that quiz and let me know respond to the email and let me know if it resonated with you because I'm so curious to hear and uh, the gut brain healing toolkit waitlist link is also down there I am working on getting that ready I don't have a date that I am opening it up quite yet but it's going to be in the next couple months maybe even the next two months so pretty soon and maybe I'll do a bit of a deeper conversation around everything that's included in it in a just quick little episode for people who are definitely interested, but it is a live group program, meaning you're going to work through it with the same group that starts at the same time. We have eight live calls where I will guide participants one-on-one through somatic experiencing, which is extremely powerful tool for uh, working with trauma and nervous system dysregulation. And It's also an opportunity to go deeper into some of the material and to ask questions, have a little Q&A. There's a community space where you can also ask questions that I'll pop in and answer and connect with each other and like share that support. It's co-regulation, doing it with a community, which is really important for trauma healing. And with this, there are six modules and these modules cover the gut-brain connection and vagus nerve, breaking down the entire digestive process and what to do if you have XYZ symptoms, all about the microbiome, all about our nervous system states and stress responses, processing trauma, understanding trauma, and then connecting to our intuition and using that as a guide in our healing. So it's really the most comprehensive, holistic approach to healing the gut-brain connection that I believe in and is truly the whole framework of trust your gut. And 
the goal is for it to provide you with this beautiful toolkit that you can walk away with feeling empowered in facing any of your symptoms or triggers that come up. Now, part of that is that it is packed full of action steps and somatic practices in each module with one module housing all of them. So you can pick and choose what works best for you. And then the bonus is that each participant will get a GI map test, which is the most comprehensive stool test out there that tells us everything going on in your microbiome and digestive function. And then you get a one-on-one hour-long session with me afterwards to go over your results while I will explain everything and then give you recommendations on what to do given the results that you found. And that gives you such good information so you know what's going on in the physical body and how to address it instead of just kind of guessing and checking. So we'll be able to address your symptoms while also doing the deeper work with the nervous system and chronic and traumatic stress. So when I open up this program for the first time, I'm going to be offering it at 50% off for founding members as a thank you for being the first ones to go through this program and give some feedback along the way. So those on the wait list will be the first to know. I'm going to keep it smaller so that it can be more intimate and the feedback can be um, more comprehensive to receive. So if you're interested at all, I really encourage people to get on the wait list so that they're the first to know because I will be letting the wait list know first. Um, Regardless, thank you so much for being here and tuning in and I hope you have a resilient and regulated day. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day. 